This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode number 125. I'm your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, his name, I mean, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? Yo. <laughs> Sunny Friday in the, in the yeah. Massachusetts? No, sir, it's not sunny today. It's a little overcast. It's a little overcast here, but it's mostly sunny. We had uh, some nice sun yesterday morning, and then it clouded over, and I decided that I was going to run regardless mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. heat. And by heat, I mean, like, it was in the high 80s, mm -hmm. so I missed the window. A couple of times in, the, in recent weeks, I've gone out in the morning before it got over 80 degrees. Mm -hmm. And uh, last uh, Saturday, I think it was, I did an eight-mile run, which was my longest in you know some time because I've been right. okay, um, and it was good. My time was one of my best for a while because it was in the sixties, seventies, uh -huh. and eighties. You know, made a huge difference on my time, and I felt great. You know, I felt fine after doing eight eight miles, so that was fun. Um, yesterday, though, I said, "Well, it's supposed to rain in the afternoon," and you know, actually, running in the rain when it's not cold out, it's fine, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not super pleasant but you know it's it's not bad i've run in the rain before mm -hmm. so um i did it i got out and lo and behold i you know 5k away at my turning point i turn around it starts raining <laughs> and then it starts raining harder and there were lightning strikes and oh yeah thunder. nice and and you know like i could i was timing it and i could see the lightning off in the distance and i could hear it getting you know marginally closer and of course there are these giant open fields that I have to run through at periods of time. And of course, I'm just seeing myself getting zapped by one of these. Like, is my will up to date? I don't really know. <laughs> uh, but uh, the hardest part, though, there were some parts where it was downpour. I couldn't see. And, oh, wow. you know, like, I had to, like, rub my eyes to get the water that was just, like, dripping and accumulating and sticking to my skin out of my eyes so I could see just a few steps ahead of me. It was pretty pretty intense. Needless to say, I was completely drenched. <laughs> and, um, you know, like this, today, I, so I came in and I just hung up my clothes, you know, on the door handle to just kind of like drip dry for a while. <laughs> um, but the good news is while my clothes are still kind of smelly and still wet, my sneakers are, they look shiny and new now. Nice. So Got it's all, all relative. You know, all, <laughs> everything's relative. <clears throat> so that was fun. That was that was a fun yet a fun day yesterday. But today's a rest day. Other than my obligatory daily uh, hundred push-ups. Uh huh. Why are you doing one hundred push-ups? I ask myself that every day <laughs> when I get to around fifty to seventy push-ups. Why don't you tell people, Adam? Why am I doing a hundred push-ups? I thought it'd be a great idea. I thought thirty days of a well. I saw on the internet somebody was doing a hundred days of a hundred push-ups per day. And, and by the and, time they finish that, they're probably going to just do it for life. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really want to do a hundred days. So let's, let me see if I can talk Peter into doing 30 days of a hundred push-ups. You know, I'll, I'll tell myself I'm going to do it, but if he's also going to do it, it'll be kind of accountability. <laughs> now to, to, to your credit, you did actually invite for a hundred days of push up, uh, sorry, hundred push ups and sit ups. Yes. Uh, the first day I did do a hundred sit ups, but I don't know if it was during that or the previous day during my run. I tweaked something in my hip. Mm -hmm. It's a little funky. Um, that combined with the fact that sit ups are generally generally regarded as not that great of an exercise anyway, I decided to kind of opt out of the sit ups part. <laughs> but I am doing the push ups. I'm halfway there for today. Um, mm -hmm. I pace myself. I'm usually doing like you know ten every hour or so, maybe a few, just to keep some movement. Not that the, my uh, not that my Apple Watch notices. Yeah, not that you've pushed up off of anything as far as it can tell. No, because as we were discussing just before we started recording, um, I, 
did 10 push-ups, walked into and out of the kitchen, made myself lunch, stepped outside for a breath of fresh air, and walked up two flights of stairs. But according to my watch, I have not stood for the last three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that 12th, that third ring, um, which counts the number of times I swing my arms around for a uh -huh. bit, as not closed. That's what that means. Those of you who have an Apple Watch, you've got three rings. One is calories burned in movement. One is minutes spent exercising. Also, by the way, zero. <laughs> um, and the other is uh, minute uh, number of hours in the day in which you swung your arms around like a idiot. You have to swing your arms in the air like you just don't care. Indeed. <laughs> and that's the point, actually. Several months ago at this point, I turned off the stand reminders because it was angering me so much because like it would tell you, oh, you're almost there. Just keep moving for a minute this hour. And I still didn't get the credit. And I was like, you know what? This is meaningless. Yeah. If I can't ever win, it's an unattainable win. <laughs> and the thing is that whether I'm home or at if, you know, those days when I was at the office, I'm always standing, so it's meaningless. It's, mm -hmm. it's, not a, it's not a useful metric, so I just started to ignore it. That said, several hours to go in the day, I look down, I tend to end up start swinging my arms around anyway, just to remember, <laughs> but I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. Those of you watching the video are laughing like, wait, if he doesn't care, why is he swinging his arms around like a magnet? Yeah, that's a good question. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, so I've been doing that now. You've been watching me, and I'm wobbling back and forth and stuff. Still haven't gotten credit for any of that this hour. Nice. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so, so back to the 100 push-ups and sit-ups. Uh, yeah. uh, well, and I realized when I did the sit-ups, what I realized was that's a very monotonous movement. And it's not, like you said, it's not the most effective exercise. Yeah. So I, I had already decided before you had um, texted me about it. And I was like, you know, I think I'd like to do, you know, any particular ab exercise, whether it was uh, toes to bar or knees to bar or um, V-ups or a plank. I was thinking those could be, you know, what, uh, a good substitute and then you responded in hey how about uh five minutes of plank or it's <laughs> like we're on the same track here because yeah. <laughs> uh so that was uh that was good but the one thing i did notice so today at the gym we did um we did double under jump rope yep and the one of the things that is really important to being good at double under jump rope is a strong core because you're jumping high, higher up, bringing higher up. up to the chest. Yeah, and you're you're supposed to, you know, kind of hollow out your body a little bit to get that rope under there twice. Yeah, and uh, I actually did. I I still I'm still not a proficient double under. I'm a uh, double single, double single, double single. Okay. Uh, Dude, that's and, more than I got. <laughs> <laughs> and then today I got, I was able to string a lot of those together. And I think it's because I was <clears throat> focused on the core uh, and my core was pretty, pretty tight and strong. So it's like, Hey, maybe this will be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will, I'll, I'll say, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give myself a pass for yesterday. I'm going to count part of my run as, as my other thing, but I am committing to a hundred push-ups per day mm -hmm. and something. So maybe I'll do like kettlebell swings today or something or squats or something like that, but some other metric of some sort. So, you know, what's going to be hard for me to do is mm -hmm. the weekends because I don't exercise on the weekends. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I exercise Monday through Friday and right. then I work all weekend like physical yeah. labor. So I'm yep. like, I don't, I don't really need to exercise on those. You don't need I'm, to, but you <laughs> said you would. I know. So now I'm like, <laughs> crap, I got to, I mean, I'm going to have to be really intentional about it because I'll wake up Sunday. I'm like, oh, no. Because oh. <laughs> I'm going to the farm tonight uh, yep. and we're, I'm mowing first thing in the morning. So that means I got to remember, all right, yep. I got to do these push-ups. got to do these sit-ups. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, we said we would, and it's, you know, it, as long as we don't injure ourselves, which is a, a possibility if you do it wrong, um, then, you know, it's, it's for the better. So, well, and um, I think, I think your method of you, you have a tendency to spread them out. Yeah. Um, I think that that you are less prone to be injured than me trying to get 50 in a row. Yep. Uh, and, and the thing is that is, um, that's what happened because, uh, years ago, actually, when I first started the, um, uh, my, my third engagement with, um, with the hospital, um, we were doing push-ups at our desks. That was, you know, it's like a little, like a team building thing and stuff. I was like, Hey guys, let's, we're sitting around here all day at our desks. You know, let's first off, have you guys tried standing desks? And second, how about we do, you know, some push-ups every hour. And I was doing 20. Mm-hmm. And there was one day when I was just a little bit, um, you know, a little bit uh, sore or weak or whatever. And, but I wanted to pile right through them and I hurt my shoulder and my back <laughs> and I was sore for days. So I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just do 10 every hour, right? Uh, that's fine. <laughs> so a little bit of pacing yourself has never, you know, never hurt anyone. Well, speaking of injury, have you ever seen a shin goose egg? <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah. Have well, you? I, I saw one close up and impersonal on Wednesday. Uh-huh. Uh, we were doing 30-inch box jumps, and I was, well, and I, we never, I mean, not never, but I, I almost never do the actual 30-inch box jump. I was like, my knees feel pretty good. I feel pretty healthy. I'm going to, I'm going to jump up on the box. And, and if I, if I focus every single jump, think feet flat, arms, you know, flex with the hips. I, I do. Well, I got lackadaisical on one of them mm-hmm. and, and I didn't make it all the way up to the box hit mm-hmm. the skin, and it looked like a golf ball was underneath my skin on my <laughs> shin, like, immediately like <laughs> uh-huh boom that means you got good circulation right yeah, good, yeah. And, well and i had knee sleeves on so of course then i'm keeping all that blood in there uh but i it was gone within 24 hours as far well it was the initial swelling was gone within two hours of you know icing it and yeah. you know, doing the, the right things. And then within 24 hours, it just looked like a bruise and a scrape. But yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Funny you mentioned knee sleeves. Uh, as a result of the push-ups, I, I busted out my elbow sleeves again for the first time in months. Uh, yep. so <laughs> Keeping them safe. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, just gives a little extra. Uh, but I, what I remember, yeah, talking, talking. Let's engage the brain. <laughs> Okay, thinking, then speaking. Got it. Um, what prompted me was I remembered those and I was like, oh, okay, you know, when I was doing a lot more like upper body bicep stuff and when I was doing like boxing a lot of, you know, Krav Maga, I'd wear these just to help recovery, you know, some mm-hmm. days were a little sore. But I remembered also I've been using a lot of sunscreen uh, when I go running on my forearms because my forearms tend to get uncomfortably hot very quickly. Right. Well, I remembered, I was like, well, you know what? I could just put these things on and not have to worry about so much sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's bad. I mean, I use zinc, which is, you know, actually kind of good for you. It's like mm-hmm. babies and diaper rashes and stuff. And it's, you know, like a, a skin moisturizer. Uh, but, um, you know, if I don't have to get extra goop all over me, especially like when I start sweating and I try to rub that out of my eyes and oh, yeah. sink <laughs> into my eyes instead. <laughs> <clears throat> so I did that, and I also got um, I got new masks. Mm-hmm. So I have the kind that um, it's just like a giant tube, you know, that sits down and runs around your neck, and then you can just pull it up over your nose. Oh yeah, yeah. And you say they're pretty popular, I guess, with fishing and with runners. And mm-hmm. what's nice about those is also is it protects the back of my neck from sun okay. burning as well. So it was actually pretty good, but that kind I find is way more convenient when I'm running and biking because I mm-hmm. just need a finger and a thumb to pull it up over my nose and it stays. Yeah. Whereas everything else, the other kind I had, you know, either I self-made out of an old t-shirt that requires two hands to put on. And then the kind that loop over your ears, that 
almost certainly requires two hands to put on. If you're mm-hmm. really careful, you can do it one-handed. Um, but every time I would end up do, doing that, I would almost always end up knocking one of my AirPods out of my ears. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so those, that, that type, uh, you know, which is just like a tube that sits around your neck and then you can just pull up and over the nose and stuff, way better. Also, public surface announcement, people, if you're putting the mask on, and please do put a mask on, it's got to go up over your bleeping <laughs> <laughs> nose. <laughs> oh. I, I haven't found it yet, but a friend of mine told me about it. I just saw a picture. It says, wearing your mask like this, and it shows a mask under a person's nose, is like wearing your underwear like this. Don't even need to give you the visual, do I? <laughs> no, I don't need to see that. Yeah. <laughs> right, I've I seen. So. Yeah, <laughs> I people, see. I mean, you know, I don't know what's worse because those people think that they're doing the right thing, or you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and as you and I were mentioning beforehand, like <laughs> this whole mask thing, uh, like, uh, it, uh, I, it's not political. It's not political. They're making it political. It shouldn't be. You know. <sighs> well, and so now, I mean, so I'll just preface this. This is on me before I start the story. So I, I was going into a store and the parking lot was empty. And I knew this store has plexiglass up to protect the store and, and the customer. Like I said, the parking lot was empty and we've got the mask on or uh, everything. You got a mask to go in any store now. And I went in the store. I was like, well, maybe since there's nobody in here, I left my mask in my truck. I can just pop in, buy what I, I know exactly what I want. Step in, step out. And I got in, I stepped in the door and the guy yells at me. You got to have a mask to come in here. And, you know, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to be upset about this because I know that I should have come in here with a mask. I really didn't appreciate him yelling at me. It, but at the same time, I did come in here without a mask. So I, I didn't have an attitude. I just went out to my truck. I got my mask. I came back in. But I was like, it's just very indicative of the times right now. Because mm-hmm. here's the other thing. We're approaching numbers that, you know, 15, 20% of the population has already had it. They can't get this again. Uh, we don't know that. We don't know that you can't get reinfected. We don't know that? We don't know that. It is. It has not been proven that you cannot contract it again. No. Uh-huh. Well, it, I mean, if it, tum- if it comes out to that, to where that is a known factor, what do you do about those people that have already – gotten it do do they get to wear a badge that says i've already had it so i don't have to wear a mask i mean because yeah because <laughs> i can't give it to you and and you can't give it to me so if you've already had it and it can't be recontracted then i mean that'd be a bummer for those people yeah yeah well i mean that's the thing though like the the the, the statistic statisticians are saying that all we'd have to do is wear masks for like eight weeks and this thing would be contained but we've got people all over the place who are like you can't make me wear a mask and i was talking with another uh, friend of the show um last uh, last week and i said it might come down to like we have to just let this thing play out and people are going to die and people who you know people are going to infect innocent people who are trying to do the right thing and just hope that we're not them. And he's like, mm-hmm. that's not the answer. I'm like, no, it's not the answer, but it's what's happening. And it's what's probably going to keep happening yeah. because we're too stupid to do the right thing because, you know, uh, because we're too stupid. There you go. So, yeah. Well, when I went on vacation, uh, we went to Yellowstone and Grand Tetons and, and all out there. I mean, and there was a lot of places where you were, in wide open spaces and the mask wasn't necessary, but for the most part, the mask was necessary for everywhere. And you just kind of, you just get used to it. 
I mean, it's not, I said, I told Elizabeth, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting at Yellowstone and I'm watching all these people go past me with masks on and I, you know, it within months, you know, four months, it's like we're living post-apocalyptic life with, you know, masks and respirators on and the entire world is, is doing that, or at least the, our part of the world is all doing this. I'm like, it's just amazing how quickly. But this thing is, we're not all doing it. You know, we can, mm-hmm. but the thing is like, people are complaining about this and I'm like, really, really? Yeah. All these other, you know, like we can literally fly in metal tubes around the, the world and have internet and communicate with other people on the other side of the planet in real time, you know, with all these other benefits that a large portion of the population has, not certainly not everybody, but given all the other stuff, we're in the wake of a global pandemic, which if not contained could, you know, seriously affect world population levels for some time. <laughs> um, you're, you're complaining about having to wear a mask. Really? Yeah, because Peter, I have uh, unalienable entitlements. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and I guess I don't. Inalienable. Right? Yeah, inalienable. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Rights and entitlements are two different things. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sad, you know. And, and like, look, I understand the civil liberty kind of stuff, but there comes a point where you have to say, all right, what's the greater good here? You know, regardless of how free you want your society to be, you are living in a society. Mm-hmm. By the same token, I'm not free to pull out my gun and start shooting people and say, yeah. well, whatever, it's my right. But <laughs> it actually kind of isn't. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, the big thing for me that I'm concerned about is that this is just going to be used as another tool in the government's arsenal to you know, become more oppressive and surveil us after this has blown through. Yeah. And well, that's, that's, that's my, more of a concern to me right now. Well, and I, I, I know we're, we're not political and we're not going political, but I wonder if this, <sighs> if this were not an election year, if this whole thing would be different. I, I mean, lots of people will say, yes, it will be. And yes, I mean, but, but I don't, I mean, would it be better if this were not an election year, if people weren't posturing to look better to be reelected or elected, uh, mm-hmm. would this whole thing be better? I, I don't know. You'd think that maybe saying, hey, everybody, I know this is going to suck, but this is the hard thing. you got to do it right now. And then being able to say two months later, look what a great job we did. We actually have this thing contained. That, mm-hmm. that would be the right thing to do. But it's a lot easier just to say that we have everything contained. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're in great form today. Right. Well, I mean, so, so I went out. I did. I mentioned going out for my run yesterday. Right. Did, I, did we talk about that already? We talked about. We it. did. We did. Okay, we're good. I didn't. I didn't mark it off as we're going through the um, through the uh, the episode there. Yeah, I was looking at this. Maybe he has some other thing to yeah. talk on yeah. that. Oh, I was going to say. I thought we already covered that. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, in other news. Do you, um, you get deliveries? I do. Plenty. You, do. you ever get deliveries from Amazon where you get a notification saying your package has been delivered, followed by a notification saying your package will be delivered shortly? <laughs> I, I, I have not gotten that one. Oh, that has happened to me on numerous occasions. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I get a note saying, your package will be delivered today. And mm-hmm. then, I, you know, and then later on, uh, and then I go out. Uh, but, but, but what happens, though, is I, I'll get notifications. Lately, it's been better. But even up to, like, last month, um, I would get one saying, you know, your package is, has been delivered, followed by a, your package will be delivered today. I'm like, Yeah. It will. It was. It, it, will. <laughs> it will was be delivered. Um, but I ordered a, uh, a kayak from Amazon. Uh-huh. And 
it was originally supposed to arrive sometime around or after August 4th. Okay. And then the delivery update got bumped up. The estimate got pushed up to July 23rd. Sweet. Tomorrow, and, yesterday. And then I looked on FedEx.com and it said out, uh, it should be delivered by end of day, July 22nd. <laughs> And then on July 22nd, I got a text saying the delivery was rescheduled. It'll happen by July 21st. This was on the 22nd. <laughs> so I did feel compelled to just go outside, pop my head out and look and make sure that it wasn't sitting there. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. And then I knew things were going to go wrong because the FedEx website was saying one date and my SMS notifications were saying something else, uh -huh. and Amazon was saying still something else. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened was, I'm sure FedEx got it and realized they're like, wait a minute, we don't need to deliver this thing for another week. This is low priority, just sit on it. Oh, that's silly. Well, you know, they've yeah. got priority and then they've got low priority and it's yeah. not, you know, they weren't promised anytime soon. So I'm sure that they're just letting it sit there in their storeroom somewhere. So um, unfortunately, it does not look like my kayak will be here two days ago or three days ago, which I'm a little disappointed about. Uh -huh. um, it was, I just still think it's funny when I get these delivery notifications saying, you know, it's been delivered, followed by one saying it will be delivered. Mm-hmm. Time is hard. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't like, I don't like shipping with FedEx. Mm -hmm. I ship with anybody else before I will ship with FedEx mm -hmm. because if you miss a FedEx delivery, they punish you. They do not deliver it the next day. Mm -hmm. They deliver it a 48 hour period later. If you have not been there to receive the package and and I have been in the house and they have left a, you know, a non-deliverable notification. I have a dog. If you ring my doorbell, that oh, yeah. dog goes nuts. <laughs> if now, you walk down my driveway, that dog goes nuts. Is this FedEx Express or FedEx Ground? FedEx Ground. Yes. I've had the exact same experience. FedEx Ground used to be RPS. Mm -hmm. They were the worst then, and they're the worst now. <laughs> FedEx ground, and I called and complained like crazy when we had our office up in Vermont. Mm -hmm. They just flat out lied on more times than I could count. I would have, you know, because I had a liberal work from home policy back then. But if we were expecting a package, you know, I had staff on site for no other reason that day than to receive the package. And then we would get a, a note saying, office closed, no one, no one available. Now, they didn't leave a door tag because they wouldn't actually show up. They would just yeah. drive right by. Mm -hmm. And I called the branch office a number of times. I called national, never got any resolution. Yeah. And so as a result, I just, I will not ship FedEx ground, which kind of sucks because one of my distributors, FedEx ground is free. Anyone else costs money. <laughs> it's like I have to pay a tax for someone who doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and so talking about Amazon delivery notification, do you still use Gmail in any way? On, do you have the Gmail app on your phone? I do, um, mostly for two things. Searching, because the Gmail search is a lot better than the Apple Mail search. Right. And it's also a two-factor authentication uh, method for me. Because if okay. I try to log into certain Google services, it sends it to me through Gmail, as opposed to like any of the other authenticator apps that I have. <laughs> I don't remember when they, they added that, but I guess the theory was, hey, if you've got our Gmail app installed anyway, you may as well not need to install another one. But hey, Google, guess what? There's a lot of other people using the same authenticator protocol that you guys are. So, <laughs> um, But that said, that's their way of supporting push notifications, which I am a fan of instead of having to type six-digit six codes. Right. So I've got, well, I still run my company on, on Google apps. So, so my primary email on my phone is my Gmail app. 
And when I get a delivery notification email from Amazon, the specific, it's got to have a picture. So it's got to be the one where they send a picture of your package on your porch or your business. It flickers like it's uh, like an old screen TV that's lost the horizontal hold. I open it up, it, it flickers. And it, but if I go into the, the Apple Mail, because I have the Apple Mail app on my phone yep. as well, and I'll go into it and look at it on there, and it'll be normal. And if I go back to the Gmail app, after I've looked at it on the, 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 mo, you know, the Apple app, then it's no longer flickering. And if I, it, it's only does it if it's unread and it's the Gmail app. But if I go into webmail, it's fine. If I go into <laughs> Apple mail, it's fine. And it, it, right now it still happens on, uh, it's been going on for about three or four weeks now. Sounds like so, a bug. Yeah. And I, I, I put out, or I did some searching in Google, searching in Google, and I didn't see anything specifically on that. Uh, so I was wondering if maybe it was just me. Hold that thought. Alexa, notifications. From Amazon Shopping, Life Vest has arrived. Ah. Two shipments will arrive today, including dry bags. So my kayak accessories are arriving. <laughs> so apparently my life vest has arrived out on my front deck. Nice. And the dry bag that I ordered as well is, is coming along uh, with that. So, um, yeah, I'm just curious. But I'm really wondering, though, if I will soon get a notification telling me that it will be arrive, uh, arriving today, too. <laughs> so yeah. you can jump in the water and live, and you can put your stuff in the water with you, and it'll stay dry. Exactly. That's just, the plan. I mean, no boat yet. <laughs> generally, I don't care much about, you know, like, because my phone's waterproof, right? Mm -hmm. But it could sink. Yeah. So, it, it could keep operating underwater for at least yeah, the, so, the battery. So the battery dies. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to get any calls while it's down there because the reception <laughs> of the water is probably not so great. But I figured it's probably just good to have a dry bag just to, you know, throw all my stuff in there. because it'll Keep float. a t-shirt dry. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that'll be good uh, to, you know, once the boat actually shows up, that'll be nice. Cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, payroll protection program. Yep. I mean, okay. so I've been waiting on my bank to, so, so there was a thought process. To, uh, Tim Richter and I had a thought process that. Always good to have. Yeah. If we could, because you had the initial eight week period and then you could turn it, turn in your paperwork. Well, uh, he and I both thought, hey, let's get our paperwork done, turned in at the eight-week mark so we can be at the front of all of this. Reasonable. Uh, reasonable. Uh, also, because they won't have all the bugs worked out. So, you know, they will just, you know, they'll go ahead and process them through. These are the new ones. We'll get them going. Well, you know, like with all good plans, everything you know, the first engagement changes the entire plan. Never so <laughs> contact with the enemy. Yeah. So we've received contact with the enemy. And that is that the SBA has not released the actual guidance for the banks to turn in the forgiveness yet. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, so now the language from my bank is, Hey, we're still on this. We've got you know, we're building out a web form for this. I've already filled out the SBA PDF form. So when it comes time to actually fill it in the web form, I'll just read what I already wrote and did all, I already did all the math. Um, but it looks like, it feels like that the banks are going to just say, you know what? We're going to go the whole 24 week period that it can go from the time and everybody's going to receive forgiveness and we're not going to have to measure anything because they only got on average of everything that you put, you only got two and a half months times what you 
what your payroll could be. I mean, that right. was kind of the rule of thumb. I mean, yeah. if your pay, payroll for one month was 50000 they would give you 125 max. Oh, I mean, that was, that was their easy indicator despite everything else. I mean, that was what they, that's how they based their number. So obviously that was for eight weeks and we're going to multiply that times four. Everybody's going to qualify because the factor was two and a half and now we're measuring the factor, the period by four. So absolutely everybody should get forgiveness and that should make the payroll approval forgiveness process easy. Un unless they didn't use the money for purposes that were specified in the loan. Well, it, it doesn't matter um, if they spent the money on payroll and they kept the number. It doesn't matter which actual dollars were spent towards that. But what if they spent the money on a trip to Vegas? But if they maintain their payroll, it won't matter. Right. But, but if they don't. <laughs> yeah, if they don't, if, if they don't pay their employees and they don't spend the money on payroll and they spend it on Vegas, yes, they are going to owe the money. But if they're still in business, they're going to be able to account for that. But yeah, I mean, there, I'm sure that there are some morons out there who did do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's see. I can, if I can get to Vegas, I'll double that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will crappy business anymore i'll just live on my earn <laughs> my winnings sibling winnings awesome you know that's a that's a great idea peter let's go yeah vegas here we come <laughs> so so yeah so that's where i mean that's where it is from my bank that's where it is from tim's bank uh i don't know where where we're yours just waiting we're just waiting for updates from the sba but it does make it in a it does make us all in a precarious situation because we're waiting to receive this forgiveness uh so there is a certain amount of i mean even if you needed the payroll to to do this and you are cash strapped right now you've got to be thinking i've got to start socking away money to pay back this loan because right now i'm going to have to pay it back within 2 years you know $60,000, well, that's hard math, but uh, $60,000 spread over 48 payments, that adds up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's still like, money. Yeah. It's not, it's not free if it doesn't get forgiven. Yeah, so I, I know a lot of people are, are concerned about that, myself included, yep. uh, you know, because I've got money set aside that's a big chunk that if I have to pay it back, that I've got it to pay back and I don't, I mean, some of it I can't pay back because it's been spent. I mean, it's on the business it needs it, yeah. needed it to operate. So that percentage will be 1%. <laughs> yeah, at least right now. <laughs> don't make it up on volume. Make it up on volume. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and no, I mean, I said it before, no bank wants that loan. They don't want a 1% loan. They want it to be off their books back. You know, they want the government pay them back and be off of the books because they want to go back to 17.5% credit cards and 7.5% <laughs> car loans. And <laughs> want to be making it. We want to just raking it in and 1% is not raking it in. But, you know, then again, if you do enough of it, you still make it up on volume. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't know how, uh, well, I, I bought a UTV recently. I bought a UTV in April. Okay. A John Deere UTV. It's a four wheel drive, two seater, super nice vehicle. Uh, but I bought it through John Deere financial, 0% mm -hmm. interest, five Beautiful. years. I'm like, Beautiful. I'm like, why would I pay cash for it? Yeah. I <laughs> You know, if you've got good credit, why would you? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's the same as cash and it's a, you know, I don't have to, I, I don't have to, I mean, I don't have to dish it out right now. I mean, yeah. that, that money can do something else. I mean, you can always do something better for 0%. Yeah. <laughs> if it's like my car loan is one and a half percent. That's still pretty darn low. So I financed a lot of it. You know, mm -hmm. my mortgage on my rental property is like three and a quarter percent. 
Mm-hmm. Still pretty low. I'm thinking, I don't know. I've got to look. It may make sense to refinance that at this point. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking low numbers like that. But when you're talking zero, yeah, always. Always. <laughs> yeah. All right. So a, a few weeks back, maybe a, over a month or so ago, I talked about a Windows 10 upgrade fixed my QuickBooks DNS issue. Mm-hmm. It did not fix my QuickBooks DNS issue. <clears throat> However, I, this is rather technical. However, I did figure out what it was. And the only reason I'm going over it is because I went over it previously in a podcast and I wanted to correct it. So that QuickBooks virtual machine is on a Hyper-V server. So it's a virtual machine. And I upgraded that Hyper-V server from 2016 to 2019. And when I did, it created a virtual LAN for private, a virtual private LAN that was different than my LAN. And I did not assign that LAN an IP address. So it had a, uh, a 169 address. I see where this is going. And my DNS was losing its mind some of the times trying to push data out that Ethernet adapter, which it could see. And I was, and I just, I, I've been, I was fed up with the DNS wasn't consistently working on that computer. And I got to looking and I thought about it. And I said, why well, upgraded this? And uh, well, and what I did is I did an IP config and I saw that 169 address on my QuickBooks server. And I was like, oh, there's a virtual Nick that's killing me. And I got on there, disabled that virtual private LAN completely. And uh, voila, now I'm working 100% of the time again. Cheers. Yay. <laughs> and they all rejoiced. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so you may remember I've talked about, um, we've talked a couple of times about two-factor authentication. Right. And one thing that was a little worrisome to me was having everything tied to this here iPhone of mine. Yes, sir. Because I have had instances where my phone has died. Uh, Luckily, I mean, that used to happen to me a lot back in the days. Um, But the last time I had a cell phone in recent years, like, die on me and have to send it in for service and be without a phone for a while was my iPhone 5S. Mm -hmm. Well, that was, you know, that's a while ago. Yeah. Um, That said, I don't want to be without two-factor authentication for even a day if I can avoid it. Right. So like worst case scenario, I have to go and buy a whole new phone and I can have the carrier port, you know, or go back to Verizon, same carrier, just move my number to this new SIM card and I can get SMS texts and phone calls. Okay, fine. But as far as the authenticator apps go, that's not going to follow the SIM card, right? No. That's tied to the installed app. So I looked around and I decided that, um, okay, I'm going to get the, um, uh, a second device to act as a two-factor you know, token. Now, one option I didn't even realize was I have a Chromebook mm-hmm. and all of the authenticators I use can be installed on that Chromebook. So I can nice. turn my little existing Chromebook into a two-factor authentication device as a backup. Mm-hmm. Great. But I also, we had a number of phone numbers um, for Paradigm that we're not using as much anymore, but Mm -hmm. we might get a call infrequently on this number because some clients still have our old number programmed in their speed dial from 15 years ago or 25 years ago at this point. And, you know, the last thing I want is someone to call us and then get, you know, get Bob's Pizza or this number is no longer in service because I still have people as if they hear that they're going to freak out and Oh my God, they're not in business anymore. You know, like even (laughs) just got a bill from us and your email is still working and your website's still up. I (laughs) definitely have a client or two who could jump to the wrong conclusion. Like, you know, like evil Knievel. (laughs) So I want to keep those numbers around, but I don't want to have to pay what I've been paying for all of those. Right. So what I did is I just took one of these old numbers and I got a cheap mobile phone with a pay-as-you-go plan. And I got a cheap Motorola Moto G6 Android phone. Uh-huh. 
Now, generally, not a huge fan of Android, but this phone's not bad. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not using it for anything other than having a secondary two-factor authentication token. Right. Which is kind of cool. But I did have to try something interesting, and that was um, recently on my iPhone 11, like over the last couple of months, whether it's been a phone call, FaceTime, Hangouts, Zoom, people have been complaining about the audio okay. when it's on speakerphone. They can't Nod. right? They've also been complaining about other issues with the AirPods Pro that I have. Mm -hmm. There's something interfering between the Bluetooth spectrum because I have a lot of 2.4 gigahertz running around, so I'm sure that's causing that. But something has changed, and I don't know what it is, but like, look, the phone speakerphone quality on this has gone down. And I haven't made any changes. The only changes has been software, right? Okay. So I don't know what's causing that. But just for kicks, the other night on my Tuesday night Dungeons & Dragons session, we do that over Hangouts, I decided to just grab the Android phone and call in with that. Not only is the picture clearer, and let's be clear, the iPhone 11 has a better camera, so yeah. it's not a hardware thing, but the picture was clearer, and the audio was clearer, and nobody complained a single thing for like the whole three or four hours that we were playing. Oh, wow. So, not sure exactly what that says about it, <laughs> you know, but it was, just, it was just interesting. But that said, using Android now, um, I don't know what, what's, what changed or whatnot, if it's the versions, if it's the hardware, if it's the fact that it's not a Samsung phone, which is the one I was looking at. Mm -hmm. it, just, it seems a lot more intuitive now than the ones that I tried a couple, you know, several years excuse me, several years ago. So, um, you know, it's not that bad. I could see myself surviving on Android if I had to. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, wasn't really that bad. And I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. If I end up getting, um, you know, a new PowerBook based on the ARM processors later this year or so, mm -hmm. I'll probably still at least keep some of my toes in the Apple ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, but it seems to me like Android's catching up. So I'd be concerned, Apple, you know. I don't <laughs> know. I mean, I'm still like I've got, at this point, I have two Apple devices, the watch and the phone. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I keep the watch, I kind of have to keep the phone. Yeah. That's not really an option to split those up. Um, and overall, I do like my watch, although as I was texting you like last week, the battery life on this thing, like what is going on? This is the new watch that I got just a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. And I was taking screenshots of this thing, you know, screen captures while I was out, not using any services. I did have cellular data enabled, but I wasn't streaming any video and I wasn't tracking a workout. And the thing was dropping at the rate of like 1% per minute. Oh, yeah. I yeah. got news for you, Apple. That's not 18 hours of battery life. <laughs> In fact, that's closer to 18 minutes of battery life than 18 hours of battery life. <laughs> yeah. So I just wish they would figure out what's going on. But I even tried it, um, I'm pretty sure the other day I tried it and I turned off cellular data. Mm -hmm. And it's still, it's so random. Some days it still just plummets like a stone. And other days I go out for my run, I leave and it's at 95%. I come back an hour later after running and it down like 15 or 20%. Mm -hmm. And other days I go out and I come back after an hour and it's down to 15 or 20%. <laughs> so I wonder, you were talking about the Motorola did better on Hangouts. I wonder if, if Hangouts, because it's a Google it's a Google product, it yep. worked natively better with the Android. I had to assume that that was what was going on. Because I wonder if, if you and I had a FaceTime video, would the quality and audio be as good as the Hangouts on the Android? And, and that's the thing, though. Recently, it hasn't been. And, mm -hmm. and again, I've gotten some complaints about the FaceTime you know, audio when mm -hmm. I've talked to people. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. Let me put my headset on. And then I put the AirPods on. And that's been a struggle sometimes because I take the AirPods out and it doesn't always connect. 
Yeah. It does, or sometimes it will connect, but it doesn't transfer the call to the AirPods, Mm -hmm. which is really helpful. You know, like, (laughs) so I've got these things in my ear. I can't hear anything because it hasn't pulled. And then I pull them out, stick the AirPods back in the case. Then the call transfers to the AirPods. (laughs) Right. And we're not talking like, I'm not racing to put them in my ears, then put them away. Like several seconds are passing in between these state changes here. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is what you get when you buy the very best, huh? (laughs) Well, you know, I, I have stuck with the blue parrot, uh, headsets, the, the big over the ear, uh, the man, they are, I mean, they're expensive. I mean, they've, they've been more expensive than the iPods, but they are over the ear. They're big, they're bulky. They clearly look like you are a truck driver because these are what truck drivers wear when they're on the road because I, that thing can be on standby for 48 hours and you pick up and you've still got tons of talk time in that thing. So mm-hmm. I can talk all day on it if I choose and still have battery life. Mm-hmm. It always works. The only bummer is it's big and bulky. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you know, but hey, there's, there's, you know, trade-off. Sometimes it's big and bulky means it's got a nice big fat battery, which yeah. is helpful. You know? Yeah, that's exactly right. So speaking um, of headphones and battery life, you may uh-huh. recall, I have always had this hate-hate relationship with uh, headphones and Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. So I went through, I forget how many, um, I forget what brand they were now, pretty big, not Jabra, but some other, um, they were the first kind that I found where it's like a horseshoe shaped and the right. things that go with the earbuds themselves were magnetic and mm-hmm. corded. So you'd have this horseshoe around your neck and you would pull the, you know, disengage the earbuds from the magnetic clips and put them in your ears. Yeah, buds in your ears. Little cables running down into the the battery. Mm -hmm. What's nice about those is because the battery was in the case, they had long battery life. Mm -hmm. They were great, although, you know, they had a cable and they had this thing hanging around your neck. Uh, And I went through several of those and like, like clockwork, Within weeks of the warranty expiring, they would, the, the unit itself would also expire. That's good planning. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> and then uh, a couple years ago, oh, so a couple years ago, I also bought the AirPods, the first generation. Um, they did not stick in my ears, so I ended up selling them. I sold them at a good time, too. I sold them right around Christmas uh, that year when there was a shortage so I was able to get back, basically get the same price for them that I had paid for them. So mm-hmm. luckily there, that was, that was pretty good. But then I switched to the Jabra Elite 65T. Now, you are somewhat familiar with the Jabra Elites, right? Yeah, I used those same, that same model. I thought you had the 75. Uh, yes, you're right. Yeah. So one of us, one of them is more sweat resistant and the yeah. other more water resistant. I forget. I forget which is which. Mm-hmm. Um, but I stuck with the 65T as um, you know. I've had now mine for for two years, and lo and behold, the warranty just expired. <laughs> and what happened with me was the right one, the, which is the the, the primary unit, um, was starting like audio would start cutting out. Mm-hmm. I could still hear it in the left though. So functionally it was working fine. Now what was funny is about a month or two ago, I was out either biking or running and the left unit came out of my ear, fell on the ground, got all dented up, but still worked fine. <laughs> so I was using that. Everything was great. Okay, fine. But now the right one started to die and I checked. Yep. warranty's dead. So I could buy them again, new in black, like this one for $120. Mm-hmm. I could look at something else like the Power Beats Pro or something, which costs as much as the AirPods Pro. But what I really liked about the Jabra is, you know, they're low profile. They go in the ear. They stay in pretty well. I do have to adjust them every now and then, but it's just a matter of, you know, touching it and pressing. It's not a huge inconvenience whether I'm right. on them. Um, battery life is great. I've only had them die on me once because I didn't charge the battery case itself for days. You know, mm-hmm. so that was my fault. Um, so I said, you know what, I'm not really seeing any other strong contenders out there to replace these guys right now. Um, I would have preferred to find another one that 
could that were equally the the right wasn't the master and so both could be you know like e they're but they're not equal right the left mm -hmm. is dependent on the right uh, but I couldn't find anything else that was cheap-ish that you know, didn't cost under $200 that had that functionality. Right. So as I was texting you, I was looking what a week or so ago, trying to figure out what to do to repair it. I found the exact same thing, only in beige color as opposed to black. Uh huh. And I found it for $79 new with a three-year warranty for eight bucks. So for $90, I got a new pair of the same things complete with the case. And it was funny looking at them because like I could buy replacement earbuds, you know, the, the ear pods themselves without the case for like $80 or $90. I could buy the new thing itself for $99. I could buy just the case for $20 and then found it. Oh, or I could get the whole shebang for 80 bucks if I didn't mind the different color. Yeah. It's a small and relatively low profile. Frankly, beige sticks out, you know, less even. It's it's less conspicuous than black in my ears. Yeah. Whatever, I'll grab those. So I got them and they're working fine again. So, you know, I've got my, those are my exercise equipment. Mm -hmm. The AirPods Pro I use every other time when I'm using Okay. So, well, yeah. I... I have found out that the battery case, so the, the battery case does a really good job of, of recharging. But so like if I go down to the farm on the weekend and, and I just put the earbuds in my console and if I pick them up on Thursday, they've barely got, they, they will have their charge. But if I try to charge them, the, the charger itself is almost dead. So it doesn't like to just sit without being charged mind on anyway. So if I, if I know, so like I'll go down to the farm tonight, I'll, I'll plug up the charger and I can, it'll be charged by the time I get to the farm. It only takes about 30 minutes to charge fully anyway. Uh, and then I can use it all weekend, which is funny because I, I use those things all weekend. They'll charge themselves over in the case and, and I can use them, but I can't let them sit for four or five days because they, they seem to, burn battery at mm -hmm. least on in some way you know when they're even sitting in the case and maybe it's the case batteries not all that strong or and they're so tiny i mean the batteries are so tiny anyway so i don't know but i can use them all day <laughs> that that counts yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with, the, with the airpods pro you know i have to do the alternate shuffle like when i get the note the the notification that the battery's going down. Yeah. Take one out of the ear, slap it in the charging case. What's nice mm -hmm. is those, they charge really quickly. Yeah. And having a tiny little battery has its advantage in that case. <laughs> well, and you do have the advantage there because with the Jabra, mine are tied together. So mm -hmm. even if my left one is 100% charged, my okay. it doesn't matter. If the right one's out, then the left one won't go. So, exactly. yep. so that's... That's big, big plus. So we've already hit a number of topics today. Do you think we should just save our, our what was going to be the main topic for a separate episode? I think so, because I've got a lot on that. I think we should. Oh, don't get me started now. Let's wait until next. <laughs> All right. Well, we've already talked about some tech. We've talked about things. I, I consider uh, it's a repeat, but I will I will repost my Jabra Elite 65T as our nifty for this week. Okay. Uh, I've used it again before, but I figure since I bought a whole second pair, I'm entitled to list it again as my nifty a second time. There you go. Cool. So, there you go. So on that note, we would love to have your feedback, dear listener, and I am talking to you. Yeah, you. Yes. Yes, I mean you. I want you to go to BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com and fill out the contact form. Just say hi, say whatever, send hate mail to Adam, send praise to me. It's great. Um, if you prefer, you can find us on Twitter. Adam's at Sublime Comp. I'm at Nicolaitis. I'm at a few other things, but you won't be able to spell them, so I'm not going to bother. And, um, yeah, we'd love to hear some feedback. And, uh, you know, if you want to talk business stuff, you can connect with us on LinkedIn or, you know, you can find Adam on Facebook. Good luck. 
finding me on Facebook. I'm not there. But we've got a bunch of websites. Uh, Adam's also at sublimecomp.com. Uh, I am at nicolaitis.com or yogawithpeter.com or paradigmcc.com. And uh, with that, I think we've covered all the bases. So I guess right now I'm just going to invite you to push that big red button. Big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us. <laughs>